episode one, anxiety. In this episode, I'll be discussing the problems that appear when you are anxious, whether it's from family, relationships, school relationships, school in general, work, any of these scenarios that tie into you becoming more anxious, that is what I'll be discussing. I'll have a couple people each episode go in and just talk about what they feel on a day-to-day basis. In this episode, I'll include a couple of people that'll just discuss what kind of anxiety they have throughout each day and what they try to do to help and fix it. So to start off, I'll talk about my own experience with anxiety. Now, I'm proud that I don't suffer from much anxiety as other kids because I know how stressful school can be. But the way I try and cope with it is I really, I try and read, of course, just read different things that get my mind off the things that get me anxious, such as schoolwork, assignments. If I see an assignment that's just too much for me to handle at the moment, I go ahead and read, whether it's about the news or just for my own uh, entertainment. But besides that, anything like projects in school that may be due in the next week, like many other kids, I don't try and tackle them as soon as I get it. I'm more of a procrastinator, but I don't procrastinate to the point where I do it right before the day it's due, because that's what really puts a lot of stress and anxiety on me. And I know if I do that, that's exactly what will happen. Because if I start pushing it off towards the end, I become fidgety, nervous. I feel like I've done something wrong, which I have. I put it off to the end instead of trying to spread it out each day. But another word on anxiety for me is work, college applications, relationships. So I'll start off with uh, work. So this is a little bit of peer pressure in terms of work. My family doesn't want me to work um, in high school, maybe senior year they'd allow me only because they want me to focus on my schoolwork. I find peer pressure from all sides around me because everyone's working, everyone's making money. And I'm I feel like I'm just sitting at home doing nothing. But I know I'm not doing nothing, and I know I could be making money at the same time, even helping my parents, whether or not we have a lot lot of money or not, but it's just like, I'm I'm not really sure how to explain it, but work for me would be really hard if I started it right now, because I have little experience. I've done some work in the past in terms of volunteering. I've done it quite a lot. My parents owned a restaurant and I helped serve food, cook food. That's about all the experience I've had, but it's just the peer pressure of people working, my friends working and me not pursuing a work experience, a job, 
that makes me anxious. And the way I try and cope with that anxiety for work is, yet again, read about the news, listen to positive music, watch videos that bring positive emotions, and obviously do my schoolwork, hang out with people so I can get my mind off of that. Now, with relationships, in terms of anxiety, I don't feel like I don't have too much because I'm always surrounded by people that bring me joy. I'm always happy with the people I'm around. There may be some instances where I try and find like a romantic relationship, but I don't find those very stressful unless it becomes really serious. And I know that's a problem with many teenagers. And hopefully someone will discuss that in the future, in this episode. Because when teenagers, especially in high school, get into a relationship, it can be very heartbreaking for people if it doesn't go a certain way that they want it to. And they find themselves hurting, not only emotionally, but they hurt themselves physically. They think every day about what they did wrong. And that shouldn't, that much anxiety shouldn't be put on a teenager at such a young age. There should be ways that we can just shy away from that, those kinds of problems associated with relationships. Now, with schoolwork, this is a very common one. Schoolwork anxiety is, it's, it's a general, it's a general problem, of course. But I found myself being able to cope with anxiety, which I had actually in middle school. I changed that. I was, I, I actually changed that, um, going into high school by doing the things I mentioned and by procrastinating less, even though I still kind of do it, but by talking to people sharing sharing what I think about the certain assignments and actually talking to people about what the answer is, not specifically the answer, but how we can solve to get to there. And when I started doing that, talking to people, reading, um, I noticed a certain change in my own behavior, and that was obviously less anxiety and just more positive thoughts on schoolwork. Now, Instead of being worried and anxious when I get an assignment or a project, I'd rather think about something positive, something that makes me happy as, as I receive it and while I do the project. You want to be focused on the project, but flushing yourself with these positive thoughts right before and after and during can make you a better person emotionally and it can help you out doing assignments, projects, all that kind of stuff. Now, hopefully, um, my friends can talk about these issues, how they experience it, and what they do to try and cope with the anxiety that they get from each of these issues. I wanna add a little bit on to anxiety in episode one, and I wanna talk about two quotes. Natalie Goldberg says, stress is an ignorant state. It believes that everything is an emergency. Nothing is that important. This is a very impactful statement. 
solely because she states stress becomes a priority over anything else. And then she says pretty much that nothing can be that important that brings you this stress for you to make it a priority over other things. And this is impactful because like, when you're feeling anxious about something stressful, you usually do put your logic aside. You don't use your brain. You just listen to your thoughts and your emotions. And that's what controls you in that instance. That's what controls you when you're making decisions. And I feel like with all the methods that I have talked about, that I have used against anxiety, that's that's a very big way to push it into a lower lower priority um, and focus on things that are way more important than those things that bring you that anxiety. Also, another one, John Green says, I just give myself permission to suck. I find this hugely liberating. Now, this is kind of like a comedic proverb. It takes a little humorous approach to the idea of anxiety, and it kind of ties in with the idea of failure, which I will actually be talking about in episode three. And the thing I find kind of humorous about it is that he just says, like, I'm going to give myself permission to suck, meaning he is willing to fail. He is willing to make mistakes just so he can fix those mistakes after. That's the reason he says it's hugely liberating. And that's very important when you're trying to progress and progress to achieve your goals. Because without risks, without important decisions that you might not want to take, then there will be no achieving those goals. Because if you don't take those goals, I mean, if you don't take those actions to achieve those goals, then you'll never see what the outcome could be, whether it's positive or not. If it's negative, then you at least know you've made a mistake along the path and you can go about fixing it. That is the main point about failure is when you make a mistake, you find yourself in a predicament. It's way easier for you to avoid that predicament next time when you have fixed it and realized your mistakes. Also, I want to elaborate on a specific issue related to anxiety, and this is a panic attack. So my first, I'd say experience, but not experience, meaning I've, I've actually had one or I saw one in real life. Even though I've heard about them from school, I know friends experience this kind of thing. And I didn't really know how to talk to them about it because obviously I've never seen it occur. And I have no idea what precautions I should take to try and help those people. But the first time I really realized what I could do was in a show that actually inspired this podcast called 13 Reasons Why. And it it was the main character, Clay Jensen. And... He actually had a series of panic attacks in the fourth season, and this was all related to um, an issue that came about in the third season, 
which was actually him and his friends covering up a murder. This is a fictional tale that kind of describes all the problems that I want to talk about in the future and currently. Um, so that whole issue of him covering up a murder with his friends made him have these sudden panic attacks in school and at his home, around friends, outside of school. And it was kind of like when I first saw it, I didn't understand it because it looked like it just looked like a a pattern of mis misguidance, I'd say, meaning he just had these sh quick bursts of br like heavy breathing and it looked like he was dizzy and talking to people, uh, people that didn't actually exist and he was holding his chest into stuff. And I never really realized what a panic attack could look like until I researched about it. And according to medical news today, some symptoms can include rapid heart rate that I saw, sweating, trembling, shaking, shortness of breath, which is the most common one, feeling nauseated, another common one, having a loss of control, a sense of impending danger, cramps, and lightheadedness. These are very common symptoms with a panic attack. And when I kind of like put those pieces together, I realized that it all comes from a series of things, not one specific event that causes anxiety. And what I wanted to say is pretty much like people think when anxiety occurs, they think it's from one specific moment, but if it, it's all built up in the inside from reoccurring, sorry, recurring problems that they have experienced. And I just want to briefly mention ways that we can help those people recover and avoid them in the future. So I found this technique very interesting. It's called the 54321 technique. It's pretty much puts the person who's having a panic attack into focus on different things, meaning you take away the focus of them having the attack onto different things, you're distracting them. So pretty much it goes like you tell the person having the attack to point at five things in the room, things that they can see, and then having four objects that they can touch, three noises that they hear, two different smells, and one taste. Um. I find this a very, very interesting grounding technique. I think it's pretty important because it's very specific and it really does, it would distract you from your panic attack. And I realized that while watching 13 Reasons Why, because that's one, what happened when a friend uh, helped Clay. He did, he kind of used that same technique. He told him to hold his hands just grip them really hard so they can get away from the pain that they were feeling inside. He told them to sit down, which is pretty important because it puts them in a relaxing um, uh, spot, kind of. It increases their breathing. It makes them feel comfortable. And it helps them focus on their breathing and make it slower. Because the heavy breathing, the quick, rapid breathing, 
really puts people on edge when they're having a panic attack. I feel like another thing besides doing things to help people, just as important, it's it's to say say stuff that'll keep them calm. Um, some positive things you can say is just like ask questions, like introduce yourself, ask them if they need any help. Be calm in the way you approach speaking to them. Do not say calm down because that'll only make matters worse. Tell them, don't tell them specifically to slow down their breathing. You got to let the person know that they're not going to go anywhere and that leaving a certain situation will take the pressure off of their attack. Um, being non-judgmental and staying positive throughout the whole situation can help the person um, get to their safe zone. And now I'll be passing it on to my friends who will be talking about their own experiences with anxiety and how they see it play a role in Generation Z and what specifically they do to help alleviate the effects created by anxiety and ultimately what they do to reduce their levels of anxiety. The hardest thing about my high school experience was my junior year when I had to find a way to balance schoolwork with my athletics and also with my home life. On the school side, I had my plate full with six AP courses out of the eight possible classes I could take. And these included some of the hardest classes at the school, uh, AP Environmental Science and AP Calculus, which were both year-round classes. Those, along with other classes, took a big toll on just adding stress and workload to uh, my days. I generally stayed up very late doing homework and didn't have much time to do what I wanted to do at home. I was able to overcome these challenges just by putting in the hard work and just grinding it out. And I finished both of the classes with an A and uh, almost straight A's for all the classes I took. On the athletic side of my life, um, I played club soccer for during the first semester of school and I had practices three or four times a week with games on the weekend. And so finding time to uh, practice on my own was especially difficult, but I was able to do it uh, slowly. Well, not slowly, but I was able to get it done. And then the practices, uh, those nights were especially hard because I had to stay up extra late to do to finish all the homework I had left. But I was able to do it just by managing my time well and making sure I stayed focused uh, on the schoolwork after I got done uh, with practices. Uh, the second semester was high school season, and that was a little different just because you have practices or a game every single day of the school week. And it's hard, but I was able to get it done by... Uh, 
just like before games, I would do my homework or do any homework I could. Uh, I'd uh, not waste time after practice, like playing around and stuff in the locker rooms. I would get my stuff and go home. Maybe if I had time, I'd hang out with friends for a few minutes. But it was pretty uh, fun. High school is always fun. I mean, just getting to hang out with your friends every day after school. And then also balancing uh, my home life, just trying to, as much as I could to hang out with friends. That was pretty difficult. Just because I, with sports and schoolwork, it left very, very little time, if any, to hang out with friends. But I was able to find the time, uh, usually on weekends, and just do whatever we wanted, like however we wanted to hang out. One other thing that just added more to my schedule was extracurricular clubs. And the main one of that was Interact Club, which I was the secretary of. And uh, that wasn't too bad, though, just because it was before school in the mornings and not too, too often. But it did mean uh, just whenever we did have it, I'd get a little less sleep. But, I mean, I was used to not getting sleep, really. As that was the main problem with... Uh, my crazy schedule throughout the entire year, just not being able to get enough sleep, uh, just getting less than the rec- recommended eight hours sleep. Like I was getting at one point, I'd probably say I was getting less than four hours of sleep every day. And that's not good, but, uh, and I don't really like coffee, so that didn't help, you know? But I was just able to power through it by I'd splash some water in my face or whatever drink drinks an energy drink or maybe something like that just to wake myself up enough, get some food in me. That always helped. But uh that was one way I liked you used my time effectively is just taking away less of the time to sleep so that I could get all my work done, get all my athletics done, still have a little bit of time to hang out with friends or do something with friends. Uh, But that's basically it. So yeah, my main problem with my junior year of high school was managing my time because I had a crazy schedule with my schoolwork and all the hard courses I was taking and then balancing that with the year-round athletics which playing soccer that was hard and also trying to find a time to hang out with friends and then also being in extracurricular clubs which I like to do the reason I was able to get through and uh, make it through this challenging time was just by using my time very effectively I stayed focused to everything I was doing, no matter what it was, and uh, made sure I didn't waste time. Uh, just, I don't know, doing stuff I didn't need to do to accomplish my goals. My name is Philip Stark, and 
This was my high school struggle and how I got through it. Hi, my name is Gabby Akbasheva. I'm a senior at North Cobb High School, and I'm going to be talking about anxiety in school and pressure in general. So I think that everybody has probably had anxiety in their lifetime with some sort of situation, but I definitely think that it's more prevalent in Gen Z than in prior generations, and statistically that's been proven as well. But I think the reason for that is because compared to prior generations that didn't have access to the internet all the time or to smartphones all the time or social media like things like instagram and snapchat and all of that i think that everybody feels like they need to dress a certain way and act a certain way when in reality you should just be being yourself but i can even say from my experience like i've had that like i've literally taken instagram pictures and looked at them for hours and I know we all do it like we all use Photoshop we all use Visco to edit our pictures and there's nothing wrong with that but you shouldn't like we shouldn't feel the need to have to do that to make it look like we're something we're not or to try and be more accepted into what is the social norm which in reality nobody actually looks like that like everybody just tries to be such like a perfect person when in reality like in real life it's nothing like that and it puts so much pressure on all of us and things like that are why people have such bad anxiety especially when it comes to stuff like that and that's totally different from like being in school too because being in school there's also anxiety from like Things like standardized tests like the ACT and the SIT and tests like that in general. So I just, it's just, there's just so many things. Like, I feel like we, like our school is built so differently from prior generations. Like, we are blessed to have what we have, but it can definitely cause a lot of pressure and cause somebody to feel like they're dumb Or they're not good enough to take a certain AP class. When in reality, like, school should just be about learning. And it shouldn't show that you've learned something just by getting an A on a 50-question test on a whole scheme of things. Like, that doesn't prove anything. Because it can be... I, I know everybody has suffered that. Like, you think, oh, I didn't do good on this. I'm so stupid. And that's just not true. And it sucks that the whole system is built like that. It shouldn't be built like that. It causes so much stress to us. And I really don't think it does any good. So I just think that there needs to be a lot of changes with stuff like that. Which I know is not going to be easy. But I think it's necessary. Like everybody is going to feel some type of way. Like, everybody's going to think, oh, that's not the right way to do it. Or that's not the right way to, I guess, handle the situation. I don't know. I'm just rambling on this point. 
yeah, I think, especially with anxiety, for us, it's definitely way harder because of all of those situations with school and social media and all of that, and you're expected to be a certain way. So, just obviously some people are going to need to seek help, but I feel like if we really just fix some of those issues that are so prevalent, it would definitely be a lot easier, but social media is never going to go away, and it's not even a bad thing. It's a good thing, but it can be used in a bad way, and I think that's why so many, I'd say especially young girls, have such bad anxiety with situations like that. So yeah.